Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Caitlin Brodnick and I'm missing Sue Smith and we love scams. Guys, hi. Welcome to Scam Wow. Sue is taking maternity leave and she totally deserves it. And this is tough. I miss her dearly, but I have been texting her obsessively every day. Today, I did FaceTime her at six in the morning her time, which is, you know, basically a crime against new mothers. But I miss her so much. I want to hear about everything. Um, her baby's incredible. If you want to reach out to her, connect with her, you can always send us messages. You can always email us. And then also follow her on Instagram and on Twitter. It's suesmith666 and she's the best. So we're all sending her tons of hugs and love and Kate is still on her vacation. I am flying solo and I have to say before this episode, I was getting totally nervous because I, I just – want it to be good. And we love you guys. We want to create great, valuable stuff. So what did I do? I brought my husband. Hello. (laughs) Please welcome Alan Arthur. Hi. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to have you. This is really the creme de la creme de la easy guest. (laughs) It's just so nice. I did want to do this in bed, undercovers, watching TV, and just like happen to be recording with you guys. But Alan's like, please be mildly professional. So we are sitting up. We are sitting up in our bedroom. In our house. Um, we have to open up a window because it is broiling hot outside. I mean, not outside. Not outside. It's hot inside. inside. It's freezing outside. And if you guys hear traffic or someone screaming <laughs> or a rat, <laughs> yeah. it's because we live in New York City. Hear, yeah. If you hear someone being um, mur- mugged or murdered, yeah. it's just or part of the scenery. breaking up. Like there's yeah. a lot of like emotional things happening during COVID. A lot of COVID breakups happening outside so our many. windows. So many. Um, cats screaming at each other. A lot of cats a lot being of cats. murdered. I think. Or hooking up. (laughs) We don't know what they like. They both sound the same. It sounds the same. And so, yeah, we have to have our windows open because, Alan, tell them this crazy thing you just read. So there's a great story from City Lab about how um, if you're uh, in New York City, you may have these gigantic radiators that constantly overheat your apartment. Um, They were created uh, around the time of the flu pandemic of 1918 to intentionally overheat people's houses, apartments, so that during the winter they would have to open up their windows to get ventilation. That is amazing. So controlling. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so bizarre. And it works. Like such a fun history. I know. I love that. I I just thought they were shitty. I just thought they were not functioning properly or like it was just like, oh, that's New York. You can't get the temperature right. No, and it really tickles. It's on purpose. Like you love it. Oh, I feel super great now about yeah, it. I'm the like, fact that you know it, you're oh. like, life's good. Like it just well, put this just like, like comfort. Oh, everything's working the way it's supposed to. Yes. It's supposed to do this. This that isn't makes me like happy. a crazy response that yeah. we're all broiling inside for That's no right. reason. Yeah. And now it feels like you're- It is a reason. It was yeah. a lifesaver. 
It is. And guys, COVID's still happening, I guess. It is still happening. I guess it's a lifesaver, too, that we need ventilation in our homes for COVID. I guess. I don't we know. We don't live in tenements with 12 people like they did back then. We might. You never I mean, know. some people do. That's not true. Oh, some speaking people speaking of which, we don't. Our, so guys, with the apartment we were talking about with Josh last episode that we had people moving out of our downstairs apartment. So they have been doing construction every single day. They have been making tons of noise, drilling, chopping things, who knows what they're doing. And I don't want to say I'm jealous, but I'm like at moments livid because I just want to <laughs> I just want they put new floors down. They I don't put, want to say I'm jealous. Yeah. But I am livid. Yes. They put new casings on all the walls and windows. They redid everything. They have granite countertops. And the listing was for $350 cheaper than our apartment for the exact same apartment and the exact same design and newer and better. And so I was fuming over this because you all know how I love a DIY. I am obsessed with it. And you love a deal. And I love a deal, you know, and I don't want to get scammed. And if we have a ScamWow podcast, you know, like, I don't want to get scammed. So here's the first embarrassing thing. So I emailed my landlord from the ScamWow Gmail. (laughs) So then I had to say, I'm sorry, this is Caitlin Brennick. So it seemed shady at first. But I wrote a special email. Imagine getting an email from something that says ScamWow and the Subject is line is your your available apartment. (laughs) Yeah. So I sent her that email. This was after like many revisions. I have a friend, a dear friend who's a lawyer. I have a friend, my mom, uh, a friend I've been texting with, multiple friends, basically saying – Alan helped, yes. Basically saying, what's up? (laughs) Like this apartment is so much less money than our apartment – and I don't want to upset her. I don't want her to dislike us. I We've never asked for a rent adjustment. But I said, you know, I put it in a diff, in the specific way of we saw the new listing. As we said, we're trying to help you find new tenants. We're putting the word out to our friends. But we noticed the price is drastically different than ours. Um, we wanted to know if there was a chance we could look at the apartment ourselves or are you looking for new tenants for the space? And then could we talk about a rent adjustment? And guys, I was so scared. I was so nervous. I sent it from the ScamWow thing, not a response, not a single response. So then I had to forward from myself saying, sorry, this is from my podcast like email. Um, It's Caitlin from upstairs. And she emailed me back very quickly and said, I can't give you as good of a deal as downstairs is because that's part of a broker's fee. So it's not actually this that amount in the long run, but I can lower your rent like $250. Yeah. It was amazing. You saved us a lot of money. I'm so relieved. And we were going back and forth because during COVID- Don't let your landlord scam you. She wasn't scamming us. She wasn't scamming but she was definitely taking advantage of nice people. scammers. Yes. Landlords are a million percent scammers. Do not let them scam you. And she's very nice. And we are very nice as well. And we had an apartment before this where we were paying- a ridiculously low amount of money because it was basically like a hug and a handshake with this grandmother. And so as a result, I did all of the repairs in the apartment. I refinished things. I redid the cabinets. I caulked windows. Like I did all the stuff myself. So I'm sort of used to doing that for this apartment, but we're paying so much more money. So I feel so vindicated. I also feel like I want that extra $250 every month just to go shopping. And that's where my well, we problem We have so much in. disposable income. Just we have zero. 
Go for it. This is all extra. No, it's actually all going to health insurance, guys, because that's a scam. Health insurance so in the U.S. So all the money we're saving Big is just scam. going to health insurance. Um, shout out to all of our Patreon listeners. Speaking <laughs> Thank of you guys. just making ends beat. <laughs> we did. We have a special Patreon episode of just Alan and I talking about the hottest Disney characters. And, you know, we sat on it. We just recorded it before this. Like, actually, thank you so much to all of our Patreon listeners because yeah. because of you, it's it's, you know, you want to sound cool, you want to sound proud, but we are, it's helping us buy Christmas presents this year. Like, it's very simply Yeah, if you become pandemic, a Patreon, you're not, like, throwing your money at somebody who doesn't care. It no, actually goes to, like, Getting my son actually, like, a little living. tiny wooden barn. We're not, we're, yeah, we're not, like, <laughs> no, it's a, at, it's at a, a swim-up bar somewhere. No, I wish. Um, <laughs> I wish I could swim anywhere. But, uh, no, we, it, it really makes a huge difference to us. And yeah. we can't thank you enough. So Thank you. Thank you to our Patreons. And oh, and speaking of which, we have a new Patreon today. We have to thank, we have to thank Jory for becoming a new Patreon. And Jory, we have a scam for you today. The scam is Landlords. <laughs> no, we have to come up with a new one for Jory. She doesn't get everybody else's scam. Oh. Okay. We have to come up with one on the spot. It's a moment of improvisation. Scam. Oh, um, uh, okay. Two medium pizzas are less pizza than one large pizza. Wait, what? So don't ever take that deal. Wait, please explain that to me. If you actually measure the the surface area or like the, the total area of pizza that you get. Including crust. Yes. Okay. Two medium pizzas is less total pizza than one large pizza. Now, this is this New York City or is this Domino's? Is this Pizza Hut? Is it- I forget the actual... Numbers, I'm but sure you can run City, the though. numbers. Yeah, it's because like, the New York City I think large it's the difference between so two 12 inch pizzas, I think, are less than one 16 inch pizza. That's wouldn't that be 24 and that's no, 16? Because you're me- not measuring the diameter, you'd be measuring the whole circumference. Yeah, uh, what is it? The the area, Radius? the total, no, the total, the total amount surface area. of pizza you get. I'm just throwing out math terms, guys. I'm hoping something will stick. Okay. Also, oh, guys, we're both recording from the same mic, so if we're talking over each other, welcome to our relationship. <laughs> yeah, this is what it's like. We're this not going to be able to edit it out at all. Sometimes. So don't, don't, don't take Jory. Do not take the – if they're like, oh, sorry, would you like two mediums instead? You say, no, no, no. I know no. what you're up to. I know I you're mad. all that cheese. I know this. I but all but your you know stuff. what? The, the, to be fair, the pizza place might not know. You think? They, yeah, I don't think the they pizza know. place might not be in on it. They might just be doing maybe Domino's like headquarters knows oh, that they it's know. secret because it's always like buy Papa two John? buy two medium pizzas. Oh, Mister Papa, oh, Papa John, John's, he knows. He, knows. he created Papa that John pizza. Knows. Papa John is scamming you. Don't even get me started on Peyton and Eli Manning. I have an issue with them. Peyton is the Papa John's one. Yeah, I know, and Eli's a weenie. <laughs> just don't like him. <laughs> I don't like Eli Manning, guys. And uh, No offense. And Eli, if you're listening, which you are. No, you're a big fan. Of Eli. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's not my favorite. But you know what? He has a beautiful daughter or a couple. I don't know. But right. he seems like a great dad. Right, great. He's just not my favorite quarterback. No. If you get me started talking about quarterbacks, I'm very upset with how Aaron Rodgers is behaving recently. Right, he's very pouty. <laughs> okay. He's pouting a little too much for me. Okay. Guys, we have a great scam for you today. I'm saying this because Alan worked so hard on this scam while I did other things. <laughs> like take care of our child. Oh, and I have a new YouTube channel, Caitlin Brodnick on YouTube. Oh, let's hope anybody watches it. So that's what I've been doing. I've been working on my new YouTube. It has nothing to do with scams. No, nothing to do with scams. It's all my home improvement stuff. And hopefully... People like it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. It's actually two stories 
that combine. This might into be a crazy one. long episode, but like honestly, in COVID, time doesn't matter. So keep going. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I will say that there's some uncertainty around the whole story. Oh, like geez. nobody knows exactly all of the answers yet. Um, but we're so, going to report on it anyway. <laughs> but we'll talk about it because it's so interesting. So um, wait, when was this from? Well, I'll take you through it. Okay. I'm a journalist, mm-hmm. and um, this involves journalism too, which is actually how I came to. Learn about it. Um, okay, so there's two separate threads, okay? The, <laughs> the first one, imagine, take yourself to January 2018, where the offices of Newsweek in New York City- Lewis was just born. In the offices of Newsweek, <laughs> that's true, I'm making child. it personal. I have to make it personal to listen. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure it'll help everyone. <laughs> it'll help all the listeners. Oh, that's when their child was born. Yeah, yeah, January 2018, the New York City offices of Newsweek are raided by the uh, Manhattan District Attorney and police officers who take 18 servers, computer oh, okay. servers, out of the office. And files or anything? like? Uh, I don't know what else. I only know about okay. that. I imagine files and they're just like throwing paper in the air and it's like a scene from Superman. Around that time. <laughs> I'm adding flair. Around that same time, there is a professor in California, in the Oakland area, who has a student come to her and says, I know you're really interested in weird uh, like online retail stuff. My parents keep getting packages delivered at their house with the return address of some random LLC company and their address on the return label. Wait, her parents' address is on the return label? The parent of the, the parents of the student, okay. but they don't know where these packages are coming right. from. It says some random company. Right. So they're getting them. Okay. So keep those two threads in mind. Okay. And it's being returned. It's a return label to them. It's being returned. Oh, oh, oh I don't to understand. Them. Okay, so the the they are getting returned returns, packages, but the who it was for isn't her parents. No. Okay, so they are getting random returned packages, as if they're the owners of this business. Yes. Okay. But they are not. Okay. Okay, those will come together. I swear. Okay. So, in two thousand in California. A guy named David Jang, uh, who is a Korean religious figure. I don't know what the exact term would be. A pastor or something? I don't know what exactly his title is. Started this college called Olivet University in California. Sounds pretty. Um, It is a Bible college, Mm. basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is a controversial guy. It's come out over the years that some people have claimed that he is people they are instructed to or taught about him as the second coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always that's a, never that's, a good no, thing. No, you know a scam. If you is think happening. you're Jesus, get out of here. Get out <laughs> of here. Come my on, fake Jesus, come get on. out of here. Come on. Is there one in our house? If they are, you're not welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and if you are fake Jesus, I mean, if, if you are the second coming of Jesus, you can smite me. And if you're sitting at home thinking, I might be the second coming of Jesus, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Don't believe But that. reach out to us on Scale Up Podcast. <laughs> Please let Gmail. us interview you. I would love to interview you. I would love but to speak with second aren't. Jesus. 
You aren't. <laughs> but just know you're coming into a fiery pit. Yeah, we do not believe you. No. Continue. Um, so he so they his... they dispute that, but this a bunch of people have said this independent of each other, that okay. they were taught that he's a second coming. Wait, is this the school teaches that? Is this the club? Is this the church? Like where who are the people being taught? So around this guy's college is what's called the community. Oh, jeez. In quotes. And the community are like all of his followers, essentially. Okay. N- not necessarily college students. So imagine if if like... Like Syracuse um, drama people that all lived there after they graduated. Sure. Or like, <laughs> let's imagine like Justin Bieber started a college. Okay. And like, so there would be people who go to the college, but they're also like believers yeah. all over the place call, who I follow. I just call them Bieberites in my head. Is that there a thing? There are Bieberites. Is that a... Do people say Bieberites? I think that's a – it's like a rock formation on Mars. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's Biebers. There's Bieberites. There's Beliebers so for like, this guy. There are people who go to the college for him, but there are people who I assume go because they just want a religious education. Yeah. Separate from the university, another branch of this. There's going to be a lot of branches. Mm-hmm. It's another branch. In 2006, these two people, uh, including one guy named Jonathan Davis – not the lead singer from Corn, <laughs> whose wife is the president of Olivet University. Okay. He and another guy start a publication called the International Business Times. Okay. Right from the jump, there's some controversy around it. There is a giant Mother Jones expose about Olivet University, all this stuff. I think we'll put it in the notes. Mm-hmm. But basically what is happening is that, and now they deny this, but it sure seems true, yeah. <laughs> is that they are, through the school, um, bringing people over to the country on work visas or student visas, putting them to work at the International Business Times as quote-unquote interns, mm. Paying them nothing, yeah. basically, while they crank out clickbaity stories that are like religious stories. No, business oh. stories. Oh, that are. Uh, I mean, there's some religious. I mean, the International Business Times is like kind of all over the place. They do a little bit of everything, and they are working 14 hours a day. They're getting $150 a week. They're working illegally. They're on these student visas. They're coming from China. They're being brought here because they are supporters of this guy, uh, David Jang. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're like living in apartments that are owned by the school and paying the school money back to like, anyway, it's a big, crazy mess. But the International Business Times gets really big and in 2013 they bought newsweek um what sounds crazy yeah but newsweek was really struggling okay they, 2013 was that when gawker died i don't remember which year gawker i feel like was. all like things started to go wrong. there's that there was a giant wave around that time yeah. of major outlets Domino really Magazine. struggling. Well, did I was to, very upset. Um, yeah, well, I know. You're still grieving that, even though they're kind they of around back. that. They yeah. came back, yeah. Um, so they buy Newsweek for dirt cheap. I don't remember how much it is, but they buy it for almost nothing. 
Wow. Immediately, they start doing the same kind of stuff at Newsweek. Like, everybody's paid on the cheap. It's a lot of clickbaity stuff. It's a lot of, like, aggregating. It's a lot of, like, summarizing other people's stories Uh, real quick. That must drive the Newsweek employees crazy. They are, yeah. They're legit journalists, and they're being told to do this, like... But then, like, the journalists are getting pushed out. Yeah. They're bringing in, like, 20-somethings to, like, just... Like and college students to just like yeah 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 turn churn this stuff out essentially, um they're like gaming search engines it's just all about traffic all about traffic now during this time Newsweek continues to struggle however Newsweek somehow finds enough money to pay Olivet University a couple million dollars over a couple years for technical support oh, and no. licensing. Licensing. Now, what they say is that... Who's they? Like, what Olivet says. And what Newsweek says is essentially like, you know, because the International Business Times did the same thing too. They got money to start this up and then they were paying it back to Olivet University and this guy, David Jang. And they said, well, look, we're not affiliated with them. Now, again, the president of the school... Her Her husband husband. is co-founding the International Business Times, which bought Newsweek. Mm -hmm. So they are 100% connected. (laughs) And he used to be on the faculty there. Yeah. Later, it comes out that this David Jang is all over everything. I mean, he's making huge decisions about everything all over International Business Times. So they say like, oh, it's nothing. He's just helping us. Basically, they blow this money off as like consulting fees and like tech expertise. But they're paying it all back to this guy. So he's basically has two jobs. He's running the school, has his believers, and then also this. Yes, he's got got a lot of jobs. So rich. then what happens is Olivet University decides that they want to take this abandoned psychiatric hospital in Dutchess County, New York. Why not? And they want to renovate it and turn it into a satellite campus. All of a sudden, during the process of this, Newsweek approaches the Dutchess County politicians and says, we want to support your tourism. Mm. Would you like some free advertising in Newsweek? Okay. So they give them 10 full-page ads. This is while Newsweek has no money and is paying millions of dollars to Olivet University. They give Dutchess County, again, they claim that there's no, this has nothing to do with anything. It's just there we're all friends. And they give $150,000 of free advertising to Dutchess County, New York, where they're trying to build this campus. So I don't even think it actually ends up working out, mm-hmm. even with this. Dutchess County swears they didn't give any favorable treatment. Whatever. How can you not? I'm actually How not sure not? whether it worked out or not. But, but still, that's shady. Also, nothing's friendly in business. And so when I say that all the time, if your employer is like, guys, we're a family, we're just friends, help each other out. No, you are paid for the time that you do. There's no friendship in business. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So all of this stuff is happening, right? Goes on for a couple years. Newsweek's offices get raided. Is this in Dutchess County or are they still in New York? this is in New York City. In February of 2018, this all comes out because Newsweek... Some legit great journalists at Newsweek decide to cover this. Yes. They're saying, why did we just get raided? And in February- Oh, we're back to the raid. Yeah. Okay, so wait. The raid happened after they tried to do the Dutchess County payoff. Yes. The raid happened after 
Okay. After the university, after the believers. Okay. Right. So in 2018, in January, they get raided. In February, a bunch of people from Olivet University and the two founders of International Business Times, again, which owns Newsweek, get indicted. Great. So Newsweek decides... We're going to cover it. Yeah. What, let's look into why. They picked the why. wrong people. Journalists, <laughs> investigative journalists will investigate they your will shit. Investigate you should shit. not, if you're a scam, employ investigative journalists and try to scam well, them. Well, here you go. The story comes out and it's a big fuss because there's a giant note from the editor on top of the story. As we were reporting the story, Newsweek Media Group fired. Newsweek editor Bob Rowe, executive editor Ken Lee, and senior politics reporter Celeste Katz for doing their jobs. Reporters Josh Keefe and Josh Saul were targeted for firing before an editor persuaded the company to reverse its decision. As we continued working on the story, we were asked to take part in a review process, which we ultimately learned involved egregious breaches of confidentiality and journalism ethics. We believe that subjects of the story were shown parts of the drafts. That's a big no-no. If not the entire piece, I should say there are reasons you might want to show people parts of it to clarify things, but you don't show them the whole piece. Prior to publication by a company executive, not an editorial person, a company executive, who should not have been involved in the process. At an on-the-record interview with the subjects of this story, a company official asked editors to identify confidential sources. On-the-record sources were contacted and questions about their discussions with Newsweek Media Group reporters. We resisted their efforts to influence the story, and after learning of the review's ethical failings, the reporters and editors involved in the story felt they would be forced to resign. At that point, a senior Newsweek Media Group executive said the company's owners would ensure independent review and newsroom autonomy going forward. The story was written and edited free of interference from company executives. Wow. So I thought it was going to be a note from the editor, like the owner of the college, but this is them saying. No. So Newsweek, which allegedly, again, they're maintaining, we have nothing to do with this school, right? But then Newsweek jumps in and says, well, this school is paying for the school well, it's is taking over our story it's like and we're paying it's the getting school involved. and then the school is giving away our advertising while we struggle to make money for themselves right. and advance the their interests yeah. no definitely 100% not so so what is what does the article say so the article is about this duchess county deal okay. um it's really it's mainly about that um, about them offering up all of this free advertising. Mm-hmm. And does the, does the article like allude to the fact that this company's involved and like does it start the conversation of this weird yes, college connection? but there's also a big indictment of them. They're like the Manhattan district attorney indicts all of these While people. While this is happening. Yeah, just before this. Okay. Um, this is from the indictment. I won't read the whole thing, but I'll try to summarize. They indict... Um, a bunch of these people, a bunch of people from the university and a couple of people, the two founders of the International Business Times. Um, over the course of their fraud, Oikos, which is a computer company that made these servers uh, for Newsweek, uh, which the parties held out as an independent vendor, received at least $25 million <gasps> from seven lenders, purportedly to provide high-capacity computer servers to Olivet. Instead, Oikos worked together with the other defendants to engage in sham computer sale transactions and immediately transferred nearly all of the funds to accounts controlled by the other defendants. 
The defendants then transferred the funds through multiple accounts to mask their origin and to yeah. disguise the fact that the funds weren't being used to purchase equipment. The money was used to purchase real estate, fund Olivet's day-to-day operations, and for other purposes unrelated to the stated purpose. Blah, blah, blah. They make payments on other stuff. Uh, in some cases, funds received for fraudulent Olivet loans were sent to International Business Times Media, a.k.a. Newsweek Media Group. In other cases, funds from the fraudulent Newsweek loans were sent to Olivet. Uh, So they indict all of these people on scheme to defraud, conspiracy, money laundering, and falsifying business records because they also gave fake records and made up fake auditors to give fake records to these lenders. So they were like, we need $5 million to buy fancy computer stuff for the school. Yeah. And so this is basically that very common scheme in business where we talked about this, I remember with the Real Housewives with Teresa Giudici, uh, that basically you are taking money and using money. You're saying it's for one thing, but then you put it through multiple different accounts, multiple, multiple different places, and it's not at all used for what it's said for. And that is the way that you can get money in offshore bank accounts. That's the way you can like just put it into everything. Yeah. There's um they they're just moving money around and they're basically but they're, they're doing, calling it like a server thing. They're doing a little bit like what Firefest did. They're like, look how much money we have, but the 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 statements of their finances are fake, which mm-hmm. is illegal. You can't do that. Because okay. people are lending based on the assumption that you have a certain amount of money, a certain amount of capital, a certain amount of equity, right. etc. Yeah, you can't pretend that because you're defrauding them. They're mm-hmm. they're giving you money with the assumption that they have a fair representation of your financial state and that they understand the risk that they're taking. And so this is, that would be fraud. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Okay, now we go back to this wonderful story from 2018 about this professor. And she writes a story about it for the New York Times that I highly, highly, highly recommend. Wait, I'm so confused. There's so many people I know. Now. Wait. Okay, wait, you okay. told me I'd be confused. Yes. Wait. This girl reached out to the professor about her parents. The professor wrote this other story. Okay. She wrote a story for the New York Times called, uh, her name is Jenny O'Dell. Awesome story. It's called A Business with No End. And it's really very good. Her student comes to her, Jenny O'Dell. Her student comes to her and says, I know you like these weird online retailer things. My parents are getting stuff sent back to them. And the return address is their address. So somebody's returning stuff. It's coming to their house. So she starts digging and she finds this network of crazily named LLCs. And these LLCs, lim- so limited liability corporations, so if you, don't easy know. To make you can a make them LLC. very, very so easy. Fast. They are linked to all of these kooky Amazon storefronts. Oh. In these Amazon stores are completely ludicrous things. It's like a horse mask and like <laughs> leg wax. And Ew. one is like beauty stuff and then mealworms for your animals, Ew. like if you're feeding them. It's crazy. And everything is outrageously overpriced. 
And she suspects they're doing what's called drop shipping, which is also kind of a scam. I don't know if you've ever talked yes, about drop shipping. We on have, there. and I really don't understand it. And everybody on TikTok is saying you should do drop shipping because then you'll make money and make a weird business. I, drop I don't shipping understand. is kind of a scam. Essentially, what essentially it. what drop shipping is is you don't have any stock. Right. You sell things and then when someone orders it, you order it from somewhere else on the cheap and have it shipped to them directly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we talked about, um, what's her name? Oh, I know who you're talking about with the crystals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her name. So does dropshipping, do the, do the materials actually come to your home or do you just have other people? Because I thought- Well, allegedly, you, heard about allegedly you get the thing. I heard that you don't even have to get the thing. You can just forward it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. The customer gets the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the yeah, you don't ever have to touch it. Yeah. You get whatever, like, wholesale company or whatever somewhere else. Oh, Audrey Kitching. Yes. Audrey Kitching did this famously, and she totally overpriced everything, and they'd be, like, plastic jewels from – I was going to say Aldi. That's a grocery store. Um, <laughs> From AliExpress, AliExpress, and then she would totally overprice them. Okay, so that's the thing that confuses me, dropshipping. Do you have the materials if you're – doing the process or do you not even touch it? You don't even touch it. You don't even touch it. You, it never goes through you. You're a middleman, essentially. You're Somebody wants a horse mask and uh, they order it from you for $57 or whatever it is, way overpriced, and then you order it somewhere cheap and ship, have it shipped directly to them. Weird. But you keep the money. You keep the yeah. profit. Yeah. So a lot of these stores are registered to someone named Jonathan Park. Jonathan Park happens to be the director of the Olivet School of Journalism. Of journalism? Of journalism. Ooh. Completely random items, all insane markups. There's beard oil. Yeah, beard oil next to horse masks, cosmetics next to mealworms. Some of the storefronts or umbrella companies under which a cluster of these storefronts might rest. So they form like a company and a few of these Amazon stores or these crazy LLCs go under this umbrella company are run by someone named either by Park or someone named Dev Pragad. Dev Pragad is Newsweek's CEO. A new CEO from the college, though. I'm no, is Dev. he's related to the school. I forget how, That's but he, like he, he he wasn't like an original Newsweeker. Mm -mm, no. mm -mm. They sell knockoff products, like they basically counterfeit something, or they have. They Photoshop in other things into pictures. like Right. So it's like, this is what I was expecting and what you get. Yeah, exactly. So then there's a company called Olives Mall. <laughs> uh, like Olives Mall. Like Olive but, Tree, but a mall. But all of one word, yeah. Olives Mall. That's one of these companies. The name is trademarked. And there's a bunch of like olives this and olives that. There's all these like olives things under this umbrella of olives mall okay this is i'll just read directly from the story because it's easier that way mm -hmm. so shouts to jenny odell who made this wonderful story mm -hmm. that i've been obsessed with for three years the olives mall trademark was filed by yen yi anderson of anderson and associates a small firm that has also filed many of jonathan park's trademarks including faith beauty essie vasool pnj health and sprees i don't know what that means <laughs> Miss Anderson also filed the trademarks for Bible Portal, Christian Today, Christian Daily, Christian Examiner, China Topics, Music Time, etc., etc. And last but not least, the Christian Post, the same publication that published Jonathan Park's written defense of David Jang. The address of Anderson and Associates 
is 33 Whitehall Street, ninth floor in New York City, the same as every market's New York address. Wow. Every market is another one of these companies. And in fact, tons of them share a couple addresses in New York City. And according to old course catalogs for Olivet University International, Yen Yi Anderson has also been on faculty there during the past three years. What? It is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's almost like a bunch of people were like, first let's run a fake Bible college, then let's get into drop shipping. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do both. One of the we have com- lots of interests here. One of the companies they launched was called Trinity Place, which was this big department store in New York City, downtown, way downtown. That they rebranded it and changed it to Lee's L E E Z department store. So Jenny O'Dell goes to Lee's department store. It's weirdly empty. She takes a picture of a hat that says Oslo, Iceland on it, which I'm completely obsessed with. That's yeah. the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oslo is not in Iceland, if you don't know. Um, and there's nothing, like there's very little there. They have this creepy furniture in on one floor. It's three floors. Um, everything's super weird about it. That's also um, like very expensive. Downtown New York City, yeah, three floors, three apartment floors. store, forget it. The... Chief executive of Trinity Place slash Lee's department store, when it opened, was someone named Marion Rebro. Marion Rebro was the person who facilitated this Dutchess County transaction. Oh my God, this is so convoluted. <laughs> We need to like draw a map. That's what I, I have a, I have like a diagram. We're going we're gonna to have to create a diagram because my dyslexic ass is like everybody, every single person is completely connected. They also bought a, these bookstores that, I mean, they may or may not have existed before. They bought them called like Stevens Books. Um, she went to them and the, they were very strange and like didn't have that many books. Um, they bought a furniture company that used to be legit, um, that actually made the furniture that was in that store. But all of those were basically bought by these LLCs that are all connected to people from Olivet University. Jenny O'Dell also decided that she was going to order something from one of these storefronts. Go, Jenny, go. So she orders it from a place called Sendai Bookstore. She gets, it's just lipstick. She gets a box. The box says it's from a place called <laughs> Crispy Beauty. Okay. That sounds fresh. But and she stale. says, I'm going to return it. So she prints out a return label and she gets not the address of the student's parents, mm-hmm. but the same company called Valley Fountain LLC, but at a totally different address. Okay. So she sends it back. Okay. So they're just have this place called Valley Fountain, and they're just putting, like, random addresses on it. So is it it because the dropshipping is so marked up that they actually don't care where the product goes? They would send it to that girl's parents because they're like, look, the lipstick is literally three cents. No, no, no. This is someone who's gotten it and is returning it. That's what I'm saying. Because her parents was was the rando address Mm -hmm. on the return label. Is it that this company doesn't care if the product gets returned or not? It's just... No, they don't care. It's a scam. That's what I'm saying. So (laughs) so it's like the product is just like to get the money around, but it's really like once they already have their $300 markup on it or whatever. Oh yeah, they don't care. They don't care. It's not about like customer service or something. It's just- But uh, then do they give her back her money? No, probably not. Right. I don't think so. Yeah, because they would probably say it it. never got back to us or we never received it. Yeah. And so it's hard to spell out without reading the whole story, but basically all of these people behind this crazy web of LLCs, um, Amazon stores, 
these real like brick and mortar stores in a couple situations are all this network of people who are connected to Olivet University slash Newsweek slash International Business slash Times. Jesus too. <laughs> Jesus is not anywhere to be found in this. <laughs> but the guy who thinks he's Jesus, that's him. Maybe thinks he's allegedly thinks he's Jesus. He's there. Um, is involved is probably yeah. involved in this. Yeah. All of these people seem to know him. They're faculty at the school. They're what are these faculty former teaching? Faculty. Drop shipping <laughs> how well, tos. When they ask the school, they go like, "Oh, well, a number of our you know we really foster entrepreneurship among our students, and we've done e-commerce collaborations and stuff like that." Like they frame it oh, like yeah. it's maybe part of learning or whatever. But they're all under these few people who you know are related to the university and who are just in that in that world so even at the end of this story as the title of business with no end might indicate she's like i honestly don't know what's going on like i don't know why all of that university and the people around it are setting up a crazy web of fake amazon stores drop shipping stuff overcharging it are they really trying to scam people out of $20, you know, mm -hmm. for a for beauty supplies. Like, this doesn't make any sense. She goes to some of the places, some of the addresses. They're just, like, empty buildings. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. And the there's creepy, no... like, Wayfair human trafficking thing, do you think? Like, do you think people it's are not, paying this? Katie, we're not I, even having this out. discussion know, on but here. Do you think, but do you think <laughs> that people not, are not paying for, like, services? Or, like, maybe no, they're paying their Jesus? because it's not a lot of money. It's yeah. like a few dollars here and there. But it could be a front for them to get like, I don't know, a blessing by Jesus or it something. It seems like it's probably money laundering, right? Like mm -hmm. they're setting up these LLCs and then they f maybe funnel money through these LLCs. Like if I'm Olivet University, I could transfer money to this LLC maybe? I, I don't know. I don't understand what money – the money laundering is just to pay themselves or to get bigger checks. Yes. And they they're money laundering within themselves. Well, they're concealing, yeah, they're making actual money. Or and in so, this case of the indictment, they're getting loans. Right. Oh, and earning from that. And, and then paying themselves. And so to have these LLCs, they're practicing these stupid, a lipstick here, a horse head there. But really, that's just to keep the business afloat while through the business, they're funneling all other kinds of money. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I no, think yeah. so. Yeah. I'll answer my own question. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, so they – it's like you have like – it's like a shitty storefront bodega. So you keep doing those transactions to the average person. And then in the so back you say, sell oh, drugs. Look. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. look, we did sell lipstick and, and yeah. horse feet, you know, recently. Yeah. But what they're not looking at is all the other Yeah. Things. It's it's yeah. a, a quote-unquote legitimate front, a front for yeah. something that's money laundering right. probably. I yeah. mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but – that that's what it seems like because yeah. this is not there's nothing legitimate about these stores they're all right. fake or necessary or solving any problems like no. it's not like it's not a store of the purpose of a store it's just the purpose of individual like piecemeal transactions yeah. so that then they can use that business name title the official they could show on their tax records that people did use the business they can get tax breaks i'm sure oh i'm sure and then and then if there's that. losses to these companies totally. they're like right off the loss so yeah so they get indicted these people from olivet university get indicted for this scam around these loans they and the people from international business times 
ultimately in February tw- 2020. Remember that? Um, <laughs> a bunch of them, they all pled from the Olivet side. The group pled guilty to one felony and one misdemeanor, one count of conspiracy and one count of falsifying records, and had to pay back $1.25 million, not anywhere near the yeah. $35 million total. Um, oh, yeah, I said $25 million at the beginning, but the International Business Times people were also accused of doing another $10 million of basically the same thing. Also funneled back to the Christian Media Organization, which is affiliated also with the community and David Jang. And the Believers. And the Believers. Mm-hmm. Um, on the International Business Times side, um, each of those founders pled guilty to one count of fraud and one count of money laundering. Nobody's going what to the one jail, count? prison like or anything. One, yeah, this one store was fake? Um, no, it's just, they just, it's just bleeding down. They okay. say like, well, if you don't take it to trial, if you just admit you did, you fess mm-hmm. up to one thing. I mean, I'm sure in the actual like plea agreement, there's specifics like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll fess up to this one. But th- it's for the purposes of this, it's just about making a deal. So it's like, where's Newsweek now? Newsweek is still around. It's still run by them? Yeah, still right. Really? But but they were well they were they were split into two different companies. So International Business Times is a company and Newsweek is a company. I actually don't know who is running Newsweek right now, I should say. But they are still dealing with the same like clickbaity kind of accusations. People are right. wondering like what happened in Newsweek? Why is it like it's this? It's still no. now like kind of watered down because <clears throat> of this guy. Yeah. Wow. Well, so I wonder if you could reach out to one of the journalists who, if you could research if they've been there since that time and ask them what the change was. I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're so smart. You could do it. I mean, I could do it, but I don't know. That's a weird question to ask if I'm not working on anything. To be like, hey, You're I'm a journalist. Well. <laughs> hey, my wife I needs more Patreon well, sponsors. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know I was doing this until a few days ago. So, no, um, but you, I'm saying I you I thought should. you still had a bunch of episodes we, guys, lined up. <laughs> guys, we're doing our best. We're in COVID and we're churning them out for you, mm-hmm. for our lovely listeners. Um, that's amazing. So this is not a solved situation. No. No, no, no. And is the college still running? The college is still running. Believers are still believing. Believers are believing. They're still in California and then and then and then people are still in New York City. I feel like all those fronts and buildings can't be doing well during COVID. But, well, they're but Amazon's doing very well during That's COVID. True. So if you're selling fake stuff on Amazon right now, like more power to you because you're yeah. probably cleaning up. They are. Yeah, it's 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 just wild. I mean, it's wild to have this thing where like there's this school and they're getting raided. And then there's also, and, and what's crazy is when the, when Jenny Odell went digging on this, she didn't know that was what she was going to find. She just starts seeing like, wait, this guy's affiliated with all of it. This woman's affiliated with all of it. They're Where, all, was she, she was writing New York times. You said, yeah, she wrote for okay. the New York. Well, she, I, I don't know if she's, I don't think she's a staff writer for the New York times, but featured. this is where she, yeah, this is where it was published. It published. And it's very, very good. And there's all sorts of great like video and photos of stuff. It's super worth reading. Yeah, a business with no end. It's awesome. And at the end, she's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I love that. I, love I don't an know journalist. why. I know. There's That's always so like this great. thing like they we try to figure wrap it up, it's this. Yeah, we're she's so like, smart. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure why they're they're doing this. It's very strange. I don't know if the storefronts are all still there. I well, should have checked. With all but... the, um, no, don't stress. Uh, with all the servers that they took, did they find anything in the servers? That, I think that, I think what they, I, I mean, the case That's that they built towards... off of it was that indictment around okay. this, these, this $35 million in loans. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm just like, I mean, one, $35 million is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But it's just crazy. It's like, crazy I know how much I work with newsrooms that are struggling, that are getting by on literally breaking even. Editors are, you know, or the, you know, oh. the publishers are putting their own the money into them to keep them afloat. And then Newsweek is giving away 150 grand in advertising and paying this company th- two and a half million. I think it was $2.6 million or something like that over a couple years to do consulting. But they're, and then they're paying it back to people that they're, they're paying it to people that they're friends with. They're not paying it to a tech consulting company. They're paying it to people who are, affiliated the yeah they're paying it to people who Their are affiliated company. with the owners but not the people working for the company the owners of the company no and in fact when the people who work for the company try to investigate it they threaten they to fire cut. them and, and contact them some of them did yeah. and 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 the rest threatened to resign but they're and then they're calling their sources that's crazy that's a huge no no yeah. and for the executive side to ever get involved in a story is considered how extremely awful for a journalist bad. to then have somebody after he does this interview to have somebody then call and oh that's so humiliating I know to the so and to call to, and to ask the journalist to reveal who are the you know background sources who are not named that's uh, you know and on off potentially off the record people I mean that's that's there's that's no wild. integrity no there's zero integrity and then the whole time through all of this they're maintaining that they have no connection why would Newsweek who has no connection to all of that university or these people suddenly start firing journalists who are covering Olivet's shady real estate deals. Why? They're doing it in the name of Jesus, too. Jesus oh number two. Jesus, no, yeah. Yeah. Jesus T-O-O yeah. and Jesus T-W-O. Yeah. Yeah, both. for sure. Yeah. It's it's just, it's wild. And and I love that there's no answer. Yeah. I love that there's no answer. It's so funny to me. That's crazy. There's There's got to be one. I just can't believe it can still be going on. I just can't be, believe all of that is still a university that's providing anything. Is it legit? Is it a good place? I have no idea. That's what's so crazy. I have, no I have idea. never heard of it. I don't know anything about it. I mean, it seems it like, sounded like it that. seems like the university itself is semi-legit, yeah. at least. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like their students aren't suing them for being defrauded in their education. Yeah, because they're probably getting joys jobs right away joining an LLC a rando oh, and getting paid that's also in this story that that like the students like they graduate and then start work but they're all but while they're there they're getting like they're working like slave hour i mean like they're but they're working for but it's it's that it's the shitty MLM stuff where they're like, look, I worked slave hours too, and now look at me, I'm a millionaire, and look at my fancy car. Like if they're mm. dangling the carrot that once you graduate, you are then indoctrinated, indoctored, indoctrinated, inducted, in yeah, but like brought into their yeah, inducted, yeah, company, and you can make six figures like we do. Mm-hmm. Of course you would. Yeah, it's, that's what law school is. <laughs> no, because people have in medical no, school, true. people have all these debts. They make these and they make connections. They and make their dads, and also, whatever. Yeah, but they also like have these huge student loans. So basically, even if it's not, they are also like not getting paid. Then if you like look at whatever money they're making and then add their student loans, they're getting like two cents a day too, mm. or whatever it is. Yeah, and then. They, but they know like eventually they'll be able to be a rich person. Yeah. I mean, I think in theory it's like this is paid off, but it's also like positioned as like part of their studies. Like this is, you need to, to, you need to crank out clickbait for the International Business Times because you, this is like part of your studying. What a bizarre name to the International Business Times. They're just like, we're going to cover it all. It's like perfectly like anodyne. Like neutral. Yeah. There's no. But also sounds 
professional. Sounds professional. Fancy. Yeah. Sounds pretty fancy. Like International Business Times. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. International Business of Dropshipping Times. And, and so that this guy, David Jang, is definitely behind this like Everything. Christian media organization. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the connection that he is behind that. And he has said multiple times, like he believes that journalism should be used to spread the gospel and that kind of stuff. Now in the news, I do journalism. It's for heathens and atheists and yeah, skeptics there are and friends. monsters. And you guys. And so, but what I don't understand in the Newsweek articles, are there any like, is there any alluding to Jesus? No, Newsweek doesn't really have that. Okay. I mean, the International Business Times, I don't think, has much of that either. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, is it, wait, is the International Business Times actually legit? No, I mean, it's clickbaity. It's very okay. clickbaity. But it's, yeah, it's not, it's not super good. Yeah. But it got just generated oh, traffic. I was thinking, it's just a traffic generator. Yeah. And then you get ad cells on that. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, it's all about ad cells. Yeah, but they made enough money to buy Newsweek when Newsweek was struggling because Newsweek couldn't get traffic, and that's how it was. Well, because Newsweek was kind of stodgy and boring. I just remember being in my my therapist's office and being like, never going to read that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And they they struggled. And then as magazines went down, they couldn't make a digital switch, and I'm sure there's more to it, and I'm not an expert on that. But that's part of it is that adapting to digital – Extremely difficult for some of these old legacy stodgy organizations. They didn't have the practices in play. Mm -mm. And they also – I think a lot of of these organizations thought like, ah, it's short-lived. People are going to want material. And then everyone's – Oh, there were tons (laughs) of news organizations that said – people aren't going to read news on the internet. That's not going to happen. I mean, that was a really common thing. Like. No, they're not going to. This is not, not. People want a newspaper. Yeah. People want a magazine. Want a, they don't want, want this. Tactile. This is, is going to go away. This is a phase. This yeah. is a fad. No one can read online on yeah. this. They're not going to read. This takes too long, all that stuff. And they couldn't foresee. Well, some people foresaw where it was going and, and made the switch easier. But mm-hmm. some did not. And yeah, they struggled. And wow. some closed. And wow. some got bought by sketchy traffic factories wow. that wow, wow. also but i mean like and i think she points this out in the jenny odell points this out in the story is like the amazon is like the clickbait of retail like yeah. like this version that they're doing it's like it's just a mishmash of whatever you might want and it, there's no substance to it yeah and it's just to drive people to go buy something as opposed to providing an actual service they're not a store no, no that covers cosmetics it's just random crap and that's what clickbait is all about it's just like how do i get people to just look at this thing yeah so that i get money and that's this is the same as that god that is crazy so there you go all of that university shady scamming newsweek sadly shady i don't ever want to think a journalist is shady but i'm so i'm sad for these journalists but it's not it's not the journalists but it's not them it's it's, it's the corporation the, it's all the people in the world of Olivet university okay I'm uh, who so are sad for in, these journalists. Who are branching out into other scammy things like Amazon storefronts and clickbait factories. Yeah. It's so interesting because we've had people write in and ask us like, should I try dropshipping? Is it shady? Like people are saying they make well, so much money. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, no, I'm not an expert on it. Maybe there's a version of it that does work and is not shady. Like if you – I could see a version of it that you do that is – A curating of stuff maybe. Totally. And adjusting, yeah. Exactly. Or like some... I have an inn somewhere. I can yeah. get it cheaper. I could see that working. But if you're like, I'm going to sell a horse mask and mealworms and nair. I'll take it. <laughs> at okay, three the, in the morning i will buy 185 dollars yeah. <laughs> um, okay. and, and, and you're doing it out of like fake addresses and fake companies and they're 
borderline untraceable and you're doing it with fake websites and where you Photoshop in other people's products or you use stock photos or whatever. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not, that's not good. But maybe there's a drop shipping version that is good. Yeah, I don't know. Guys, if you're a drop shipper, let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing drop shipping. Are you rich? If you went to Olivet University, yes. I would love to talk to you. I'm not yes. working on anything around it, but I would love to know yes, about what the school is like. Anything, if you know anything. Religious about, scams are so interesting. They are so interesting. Well, that's the thing too. When you started the story, I thought it was all going to be about like religious culty things. And well, that's the people. other thing. It has nothing to do with religion. They're setting up random. They're not even selling. I think the one thing she said was that like at the bookstore, they have a lot of religious books. That was about as close as it got to religion. A furniture store? This, cosmetic this guy, stuff though, and random he's Jesus crap? Jesus too, though. That's what's crazy. Right. But like most Jesus people are like, I'm going to have a bunker and I'm going to have followers. Right. And he's like, you go out and start a bunch of fake drop shipping Amazon stores? It's so weird. I can't put it together. He actually at doesn't all. think that he is Jesus and he's just using that as well, another Well, again, there's platform. debate about whether he really th- thinks that. They don't, no one is sure. I mean, also the like the neurotic religious sect to say, you better watch out because I'm Jesus and I'll save you are the perfect people to dupe. Like, that is a nervous primal human fear well that like maybe- donald trump has a lot of money in his campaign right. account right now to testify to that right so i'm saying like maybe there's maybe he doesn't believe he's jesus too and it's just like i'm this is a great network for me to get a bunch of followers get a lot a lot of money a lot of people to support me and then i'm really like a shady businessman oh like he's just he doesn't he's really using, think he's Jesus. He's just I, like, yeah. I'm Jesus. You all should know this. And, and that's then, a way to get a lot of people to follow racket. you. That's a, that's the racket to get a lot of followers, a lot of like Yeah, because he's supporters. not he's not doing like a he's David not, Koresh thing. He's not doing a, a, a Jim Jones thing. No. He's and he's doing, not doing – what was that thing with the everybody in orange robe? No, maroon robes that the Netflix special. Uh, oh, um, wild, 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 wild country. country. He's yeah. not. He's not holding. He's not doing like a Heaven's Gate. No. Nobody has to kill themselves. Nobody so has to do anything. Maybe... Nobody has to like. He's not killing himself. There's he's no just picking like a large net to cast yeah, and say these know. people will come to me if I convince them enough that. I'm a religious figure. I can change their lives in a religious way. Then once we have all of their money, I can really do what I want to do, which is like sell weird pieces of lip gloss. That's what he secretly wants He to loves do. <laughs> lip gloss, guys. He loves it. I love this version where he's like, okay. Um, How do I get to the gloss? They'll never accept me in the industry. I have to like. How do I get to that gloss? I have to. Okay. You know what I'll do? I'll start a religious university and I'll work backwards. Maybe he's smart. <laughs> Maybe. No, but that is, that's, I think possibly he doesn't believe in the religious angle. And that was just a way maybe he saw the runoff of other cults, the response that human beings have to a religious fanatic, and he's using that as like a crowdsourcing on the ground of people. Yeah. And you get, that's his network. But the other strange thing about the Amazon stores is that it just feels, you have a university, you have a media, a a small media empire, and then you're, the people that are branching out from there are all, and it's co- it has to be coordinated. There's no way all of these people from Olivet University are just by coincidence starting these stores. There's no way, and and that the the one in Manhattan is opened, and one of these LLCs opens a department store in Manhattan, and it's the chief executive is the person who arranged this shady 
real estate deal Mm -hmm. for the school? There's no way. Everyone is involved in this together. So, but, so, so why, so why is this, why is this guy who has this empire or why is this wealthy, let's say it's not him, but it's this, this world. It's Mm -hmm. not him specifically, but it's this world of people. Why are they opening? There's something else going on. There is. Because they can't just be making money off of Amazon stores, but it feels so weirdly small right it would be like if scientology started running uh like an ice cream uh, like a lemonade stand or something like something else is going on i think they're money laundering to other countries i think it's i don't there there's no international element that i'm aware of other than the fact that they were bringing people over on these student visas from like china and korea i don't know though because i don't know i have a feeling that maybe there is I have a feeling that this is done the the thing that they're I have a feeling that they're using America and American consumers as sort of like the bait and or you know funding and getting all their money and then they're doing whatever deed they want to do whether it be drugs or human trafficking or other money laundering or gambling in other places. Well, that's interesting. I do think America is the place to pull a scam like this. And then invest the money in like shadier shit overseas. 100%. And and back other things that are happening, whether it be horse racing or whether it be black market trades. Less oversight and less traceable. That's what I think it is. Hmm. I'm intrigued by this idea. I'm intrigued by this idea. I think because because you you can take the um, million dollar hit or whatever in America because you're getting so much money anyway. And then that money is transferred formed into whatever dollar amount the other country is using and it's you know the dollar is farther there or whatever it is there and then you can put money in all the different kinds of markets that you really want to do whether it's like a legal sushi trade or whether it's um jewelry or so like it's there i think these are very complex things that they are just i've seen it before they just like they use americans as sort of these like we are i was just thinking the other day we're not the we're not the sharpest tool well, in the shed we we might be the i mean i don't know i don't know what to compare it to but we're a very easy country to do target yeah we're a very well, we're, we're huge. very it's easy huge. marks it's huge and there's just more people there's just more chances like you have more chances there's plenty but of smart people like, and there's we're plenty just of like we're just like fanatics about stuff like we we just see something we're like, yes, give it to me. This is yes. my life now. Like now I will paint my car with like uh, herbal life. Yeah. And like I will like it's just no, we I think that- get to be fanatics about stuff. And so if you're like, a, I mean, we're certainly not alone in having like religious scammers and stuff, but you can scam people at a huge, huge scale in well, the United also, States. If it's happening during 1819, this is when Trump's in office. They but this goes back to 2000. I know. I mean, the school's in 2000. International business time is 2006. I definitely think that they are setting up things in this country and they're doing it someplace else. Hmm. I do. Yeah. And I think I that wherever they're getting their students from, there's got to be things where they're like, look, you can get your money. You can get set up in the U.S. We can get you a work visa. I think there has to be something else underlying where it's like, just do this for a couple years and then you're set. I would also like to say that this is my fourth time on Scam Wow. Yeah. And this is my third time where the story has no concrete ending. I love it. The vegan scammer, uh-huh. we don't know why she did all that. Uh-huh. 
Emotional we have abuse. theories. Yeah. And then the beer imposter. We don't Ooh. know why he did that or where he is right no now. No friends. He has no friends. And the mafia. We know why they did concrete that. Club. And that and that 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 had a very literally a concrete ending. Yes. But I didn't. Use, I didn't say that on purpose. But that works out well. Yeah. But and then this one we don't know. Um. Wow, guys, this has been an amazing episode. Thank if you. If you know for... anything about this, please, Brittany, if you're safe, call us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we love this. Thank you so much, Alan. This has been Thank such a you. joy. I love you. I love you. Oh, God. We're kissing. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's really fun because when you have a toddler, you don't really get to talk about anything else besides, like, did he poop today? Um, So it's nice. I Or here's where he pooped. Yeah. Or, or I had to clean up the poop. What does it smell like? Yeah. Um, No, I really appreciate that I get to hang out with you as a person. Yeah, um, you're cool. Yeah, I like you. I like this show. I know. You're a big fan. It's more fun when Sue's here. Way more fun. She's the best. Um, (laughs) But guys, if you have any of this information, if you're a drop shipper, you can email us at scamwowpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at scamwowpodcast. We're on Twitter. Um, Again, follow Sue Smith 666. Give her some love and hugs because she is a fucking champion. We love her so much. And then you can call us on our hot tip hotline because you know I love a phone call. And that's 347-509- 9414. And again, thank you so much to our Patreon patrons. You're helping me buy Christmas presents this year. I am not exaggerating. Completely in earnest. (laughs) And we love you. Bye! Bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.